it is amazing how all you guys are doing is clicking the play button and you are doing so much for me that you have no idea. Um, it's, it's a perfect example of how the very littlest things that we do can change other people's lives forever. And just that tiny little click, and I see that number come up of how many people are listening to an episode, and it helps me not feel alone today. So I just want to thank you for listening. I really do. It's doing so much for me. So thanks. And welcome back to the Recovery Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Miller. I'm a recovering alcoholic, a grateful one, and a stroke survivor. And today I'm here to talk about something that can be a bit of a hot button issue. Get it? I want to talk about something I heard in my 7 a.m. Friday meeting this morning. So what I heard was that acting based on anger, like yelling, for example, at somebody is a form of instant gratification. And I never thought about it that way. And for some reason, that was like profound to me. Um, Because I talk about instant gratification a lot. And so we all know that feeling like getting angry. It's that rush of anger. And then we just let it rip and just unload on somebody. I've done it. I've done it with my ex-boss. I've done it with my ex-husband. There's a little bit of a trend there. (laughs) Um, But that momentary release can be followed by regret. It's not always followed by regret, but it's followed by something. And in my situations, It's usually followed, if I get so pissed off that I go off on somebody, um, it's usually followed by more of a feeling of, I wish I would have waited because I forgot to say this, I forgot to say this, I forgot to say this. Um, So mine's more of a, you know, in that right, right when it's over and I'm walking away and I'm still boiling on the inside. Um, yeah, I'm thinking, oh, I should have said this. I should have said that. Um, but later, you know, say a couple hours later, I usually start feeling a little bit like regret about having allowed that other person see me at my weakest I regret so visibly showing them how much what they did elicited that kind of uncontrollable emotion and reaction from me. And usually if I'm pissed off at somebody, the last thing that I want is for them to see my weaknesses, you know? I want to come across as more, like I've got my shit together, you know, like they're not impacting me. I'm stronger than them. And, you know, that's, I'm more of a, I want to puff my chest out kind of thing when I get pissed off. 
And really what we're doing by showing that anger is showing them how I think um, vulnerable we are. So I have found that as I, I found that if I watch my emotions kind of like I'm sitting on a beach and I'm watching them just, you know, just float by that I can actually have a greater effect on the person that I'm angry at by not saying anything at all for some time um, and letting time pass. So today I want to talk about that riding those waves of anger without just losing your shit right away and reacting to those emotions. So um, as my daughter, okay, so I don't even know. I, I, I was going to say something funny, but then um, as I started to try to say it, my words tripped over themselves and now it's not going to be funny anymore, but <laughs> I'm going to say it anyway. My daughter, when she was like in, I think middle school or something, she would sometimes pretend like she was doing a podcast. And so she would like mimic this. Uh, she would call herself Michelle. And um, anyway, she would like introduce this podcast and then she'd go and let's just get into it at the very end. So anyway, um, in her honor, let's just get into it. So anger, first of all, can be very seductive, right? It's a it's a quick fix. It's like a shot of puffing your chest out. That's what it feels like. But as I said, I don't think that's what it is. I don't think that's what it's showing other people. And that feeling that, um, I guess, internal image that we have of ourselves as we puff our chest out and we're feeling powerful, um, it's actually anything but that, you know, it's, it's a mask on top of a mask, if that makes any sense. So it's actually a form of instant gratification to immediately relieve the discomfort that's hiding on the inside and, and really satisfying that instant gratification without considering what the long-term effects are. It's like, it's like drinking uh, to escape. That's what it is. That's what I can compare it to because when I talk about instant gratification on this show, I'm usually talking about drinking. Um, that's my instant gratification that I used to battle with. Um, and this seems very similar to that now that I heard in my meeting this morning that uh, reacting to anger is like instant gratification. It feels good at the moment, you know, when you do it, but it doesn't address the real issue. Just like drinking, I'm, you know, if I were to drink, I'm covering up feelings that I'm feeling today. And um, it may feel good for, 
you know, a hot second, but it's not addressing what I'm trying to cover up. And just like that anger, um, blowing up at somebody is not addressing the pain that I'm feeling on the inside. You know, that anger, because for me, anger is rooted in pain. Um, for me, anger is, uh, is also rooted in disappointment. And that's something that I also heard in my sobriety meeting that, um, this older fellow who frequents my 7am meeting, he said that, um, he shifts anger into disappointment. And as I was feeling a lot of different emotions yesterday, um, managing some, some private issues, I remembered that. And I actually spent all day yesterday disappointed instead of angry. I was disappointed all day. Um, and, you know, it feels, all those feelings feel gross and icky. All of them do. But I would much rather feel disappointment than anger. And I talk about all the time, I'm allowed to choose whatever feeling I want to feel. It's all, you know, it's all, it's just me. It's just me, myself, and I. And, um, and that's what I chose to feel yesterday. So, um, anyway, uh, addressing the real issue. So, um, so blowing up at somebody is not actually addressing the real issue. So what can we do instead? When anger flares up, it is critical for me to wait. That first wave that passes through, you know, I have to just hit pause on my doer uh, and my wanter, <laughs> all those things, and give myself a moment to breathe. Breathe, And I'm not saying that it's easy. Um, it's like trying to stop a freight train. You know, it's like standing right in front of a freight train. But it's possible. And um, it's necessary for me uh, so that I respond instead of react. And, um, and I think of it much like in my mind, I'm thinking of when you go out, you're at the beach, you go out into the ocean with a boogie board and you go past where the waves break and you're just where, you know, they're kind of coming in. You can tell whether it's going to be a big one or a small one. That's what I picture where I am right now with lots of different emotions going through me. And I'm not picking any of the waves that I want to ride in on. I'm not attaching myself to any of them. And it's really been quite um, enlightening, honestly, to deal with what I'm dealing with and allowing myself to just like ride these waves, you know, and, and not react to any of them. I've really been, 
um, trying to more shut my mouth and feel, then one thing that I have been doing is as I feel different emotions, I'm naming them. I talk about that all the time, right? So I'm taking my own advice. And every time I feel a new emotion, which it's been three days and I'm still, um, I'm still feeling something new every hour. And as those emotions go through me, I just name the emotion and I tell, um, usually my boyfriend, this is the emotion that I feel right now. And my boyfriend being the wonderful boyfriend that he is, um, you know, he's just listening, you know, and he's saying, I think he's proud of me. I think that's what's happening. (laughs) I think he's really proud of me about how I'm just really keeping my cool, keeping my wits about me, focusing on um, my calorie intake, focusing on resting, taking care of myself. Um, I'm proud of me too, really. Um, so if I picture myself like with these emotions like waves, like I'm floating on a boogie board, they are powerful. You can see them coming in and you can tell like if I ride this one in, it's going to be a good one, you know, and sometimes having that release by reacting to anger feels freaking good. You know, some people actually, I think, get uh, like a chemical, like adrenaline rush or you know, it feels good and they like to get angry and feel that way and unleash on people. I think that's why people have anger issues. I don't know. But, um, but you don't have to choose to ride, ride the wave in. Um, you don't have to choose to ride any of the waves in, honestly. Um, one thing is guaranteed. And that is if you're out on your boogie board and you are, waiting for a wave, there's always going to be another wave that follows, always. And that 100% guarantee is what is helping me through each day right now as I deal with my own, you know, issue that I'm dealing with. And um, if I were to ride every single wave in, I would be freaking exhausted right? So um, I'm just letting these emotions like lift me and my boogie board up and, and I just go up and down, you know, and I'm just waiting. I'm just, I'm nourishing myself while I'm out there and I'm riding, not riding the waves, but um, letting the waves pass under me. So um, once I've let this you know, this anger pass, what I've done is I've tried to find my center. And by center, for me, I think what I'm trying to find is that thoughtful place, that quiet, um, serene place 
Um, quiet is really the key word for me. Um, it's a place where I am comfortable in my own skin. It's a place where I feel like I'm in control and my emotions are not in control. Um, they're not controlling me, I should say. And I learned at my last job that I just left some amazing lessons about waiting to respond. And what I learned is the more urgent that somebody else makes me feel like something is, the more urgent I need to respond, the more I need to wait. Um, one, uh, people who are familiar with the cybersecurity world um, and have to do their cybersecurity testing at work, one of the things that they train you on is that when hackers are sending emails and they're trying to get you to click on something so that you end up downloading uh, a nasty virus onto your laptop, they tell you that quite often those emails will um, have a sense of urgency to them because they want to have you click before you think. And that is what I feel is, um, is very similar. Like when, when arguments start getting heated, people think that they need to be resolved immediately, uh, as quick as possible. And the only way to resolve an argument as quickly as possible is to, um, it seems like sometimes, to just keep letting it escalate until the loudest person wins, you know, or the most articulate person wins. But what I have found, um, especially from my, my job, I don't know, my, my last boss really was good at helping me with this, um, is that sometimes just getting quiet is, is what wins. And, um, and I've, and I've tried to practice that a lot more over the past couple years, and it's really helped me a lot. So, um, maybe, maybe taking that pause with meditation or taking a walk or just sitting quietly with yourself. That's what I have to do. Just sit quietly with myself. Um, often I don't want anybody around when I'm pissed off. I just want to, uh, sometimes I'll just go in the bathroom and I'll just sit on the edge of the, uh, you know, bathtub or something. I'm just sitting there and, um, Sometimes I'll take a nap, but it's kind of hard to take a nap when you're pissed off. But uh, if you've been angry for long enough, you might just pass out. <laughs> um, I remember a lot of times when I was younger hearing the uh, just sleep on it thing, and I never really got that. I never truly understood what sleep on it meant, 
because I didn't understand back then that your emotions change over time like waves. Um, but now that I know that that thoughtful place exists, if I can just settle down, um, quiet, get quiet with myself, I start to be able to think more clearly instead of just reacting and talking my way out of my anger. I can't talk my way out of anger. If I'm angry and I start talking, I'll get angrier. <laughs> That's what it seems like to me. Um, even if somebody's trying to talk me off the ledge, I just feel like I get angrier. Um, I like to sit with myself in quiet. And in the wave scenario, I picture this thoughtful space um, being low tide when the water is like retreating and you're left on the beach and I can picture it. <laughs> I need to go on vacation. I picture like the water has retreated back. The sand is still a little cool and moist and that that wind off the shore is blowing all the humidity back out into the ocean, you know? Like that to me is that thoughtful space after all of the anger and all the motions and waves have, have gone back out to sea, you know? So once I find my center, then I feel more comfortable responding to whatever triggered my anger. And this doesn't have anything to do with stuffing my feelings. I'm not stuffing my feelings. I'm trying to express them in a way that's constructive instead of destructive. And that's the difference, really, between a wildfire and a controlled burn. You know, one just wreaks havoc and, um, and the other actually cleanses and renews. So some practical tips about managing anger for me are to, I think, first of all, recognize when I'm starting to get angry. And the telltale signs of me getting angry is that I'll get dizzy and which doesn't help right now because I'm always dizzy. But before pre-stroke, I would get dizzy, my heart would start racing, and my hands would start shaking. And this is the way of my body saying, hello, you are about to blow your top. <laughs> and once I'm aware that I'm entering into that stage, um, I usually start taking deep breaths and it's not, it's almost not even conscious. I, I just start taking deep breaths because I'm starting, I think, to hyperventilate. Like um, one time I went to the doctor when I was trying to manage all the anxiety that I deal with. And she said that hyperventilating doesn't always sound like that, you know, hyperventilating as 
you know, that you see on TV where somebody's breathing into a bag and stuff, you can hyperventilate just uh, really, really quietly by taking tiny little breaths in and out. And that's what I do when I'm starting to get anxious or angry. I start doing this, the, these, this hyperventilating of sorts. And so I think that's why I start getting dizzy. I, I'm quite certain that's why I get dizzy. Um, so starting to do some deep breathing, that's my initial way of get coming out of the gate <laughs> of my anger you know, trying to grab a hold of it and start pulling it back. Um, and counting to de- counting to 10, not so much. I don't know. I've never done that. Maybe some people do that. Writing down how you feel, that can help sometimes. Um, I don't think when I'm angry that I could write fast enough to get every everything out of me that I'm angry about. But for me, I like to cry. Um, if I am angry, I need, eventually, I need to cry. And I may not cry the first day. I may not cry a week later. Like, eventually, when I cry, I know that I'm okay. Because I'm familiar with crying. I feel comfortable crying. I know that crying is my most tangible evidence that I'm releasing energy out of my body that is pent up. So I really find that crying is my most healthy release. And I have to create space between the cause, the trigger, and my response. And hopefully there is a bit of crying in there somewhere um, before I get to a response. Because if there isn't, I'll cry during the response. No doubt. It'll happen every time. So um, I have to remove myself from the situation. And um, it takes a shitload of strength to do that. But Again, I turn off my wanter, I turn off my doer, and I just start walking in the other direction. But if I'm walking away from somebody who has pissed me off, um, or I'm on the phone with somebody who has pissed me off, I've done this before with my boss, (laughs) Um, I will say, and this has taken a lot of practice to do this, I will say, I'm too angry right now, I need to hang up. Um, And I'm like shaking when I say that, like my face is shaking because I'm holding back so much pressure, like a dam that's getting ready to break. Um, But I feel that I owe that other person at least that. So there's two things. I feel that it's respectful to tell the person what's going on inside of me and I need to walk away before I say something that I will regret, you know? Um, Usually I'm so angry at that point that I say it as quickly as possible and hang up or walk away Um, because I'm like really at a point where I'm going to bust if I'm doing this. 
So I say, I'm too angry right now. I need to hang up. Or I'm too angry right now. I need to leave and I'll come back later. And I just walk out as quickly as possible or hang up as quickly as possible. And having that kind of exit, this is the second part, having that kind of exit allows me to, when it is time for me to walk back in or call the person back up, I don't have to apologize because I didn't do any, I didn't hang up on anybody. I didn't yell at anybody. I didn't do anything that requires an apology. And the reason why that's important to me is because if I am coming back into a situation that I've walked away from, I'm most likely still upset. You know, I'm most likely still feeling a lot of emotions. And the last thing that I want to do if I'm feeling heightened emotions like that is roll over on my back and show my belly, right? And apologize. I want to be able to walk back in composed and ready to discuss whatever it is that pissed me off. So being able to fast forward the tape, even with anger, being able to fast forward the tape enough to know that if I hang up or storm off or react in some way before I walk away, I'm going to have to come back with an apology. And that is making me come in uh, like, what's the word? Come in without, I don't know. It's like I'm walking back in with my pants down. I can't think of the, the exact words I want to say, but you would know what I mean. So, um, anyway, that's what I try to do. So I try to remember anger is a part of being human, but it's how we handle it that makes all the difference for my well-being. And that's, that's what I'm really focusing on here today is my well-being. Um, I need to put my health first. And how we handle anger, not only though, helps my, you know, helps me prioritize my well-being, but also can make the difference in my relationships with people. And by choosing to let my emotions pass through me and respond from a place of calm, I'm prioritizing my health. I'm empowering myself to live in a way where I am making choices about how I want to feel and what I want to do about it. And, you know, I'm a big proponent of saying that I have the choice whether I'm going to feel happy today um, or I'm not going to feel happy today. And I'm always fighting for that choice. Um, I don't want to be at the mercy of my reactions to things. And when I feel angry, I want to believe that I have the power to handle it. And I have the power to choose my response. I don't, I, I have spent so many years of my life 
feeling like I was not in control of my own emotions and my own physical reactions to my emotions and my anxieties and and my depression and all of this stuff. I work my ass off to feel in control now, to feel like I have a choice about what's going on in my own body. And um, I didn't think I did for so long. I didn't think I had a choice what was going on in my own body. And today I'm so proud to be able to make that choice on a daily basis, no matter what, no matter what is happening, I still have a choice about what I'm going to feel and what I'm going to do about it. And that is freaking amazing. So I'm feeling pretty proud right now. (laughs) Actually, you can hear it in my voice. Um, So I think I had like a huge breakthrough tonight. I'm sure I'll have more struggles tomorrow. (laughs) But today I'm ending on a high note. I feel like I'm really ending on a high note. So that's really awesome. Thank you. Thank you for for clicking play again. um, Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on anger and, um, and trying to avoid that instant gratification that's related to anger. If you've got strategies that work for you on how to manage anger, I'd love to hear from them. Again, you can email me at rachel at recoverydailypodcast.com or you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. I am at recovery, sorry, Rachel Miller Recovery Daily. And if you're struggling with anger, know that you're not alone. Um, I may sound like I have my shit together, but I guarantee you that I'm just as much of a wreck (laughs) sometimes as everybody else. But um, I like to sit down and think about all of this stuff and really um, reason it out. And that's why I'm able to end with a podcast during the day, because I like to come to a place that I'm going to feel comfortable um, laying my head down on my pillow tonight and sleeping with myself, you know? Um, so remember that you are, uh, you're stronger than you think. I'm stronger than I think. Every day I surprise myself, honestly. So um, yeah, so let's keep moving forward and keep taking deep breaths and I will see you back here tomorrow.